At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. But um, I just want to do so much more, man. And um, I had somebody tell me a long time ago, and it really resonated with me, you don't really become successful until you can teach other people how to become successful. And when you start making money, like when you first trying to make money, it's cool, you making money. But when you get money, it's like, okay, I got the money. What, what can I do to help other people? Because there's only so much stuff you can do. You know what I'm saying? So now my thing is showing other people like how to get to it and how to do it. My thing is how can I, I make an impact and how can we leave a legacy? A hundred years from now, I want people to look back and be like, man, them dudes showed thousands of people how to like make money in real estate. That's why the school is so important to us. That's why educate, education is so important to us. myself in two words rich and unemployed these stones cost two birds let it count it when she bored deposit hit chicks clearing ace nothing void i know that ain't my ex calling null and void where we going money going no all right welcome again to the rich and unemployed podcast and today we have we got two very special guests this is actually the second time these guys came around to the studio so without further ado go ahead and uh introduce yourself my name is kelly parker i go by kp the builder my name is uh, Gene Johnson. I go by Gino J, the Construction King. And construction King in the building. Before we get started, go ahead, go ahead and like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, shout out to the sponsors, which is Maji Water. Actually, some great spring water. I actually drink this every day. And uh, let's get into it, man. So, you guys were here about two months ago, man. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have got a lot of work done, made a lot of money. And we need to get into that. <laughs> so, um, what has transpired in the last two months for you guys? Uh, we we started filming um, our TV show that we mentioned last time we were on here called yeah. No More Bando. We started filming that, sold probably six houses in the last two months, mm-hmm. um, new construction. Started building maybe four more um, since the last time we were here. And then, of course, we broke ground on our development down in McDonough. As well as the development in South Fulton. Okay, before before we get into it, because some people haven't watched the episode, and for the new people that seen this, that's watching this episode, go ahead and tell these guys what exactly do you guys do? Okay, and explain the construction. So one, we're developers. We build real estate. We build houses from the ground up. Right now, like you said, we got multiple developments going on. You know, we still do fix and flips, but more so anything now, we teach other people how to build generational wealth by building houses from the ground up and learning how to invest in real estate the right way. I've personally been doing this for 14 years. I've been a number one agent at Keller Williams Atlanta Partners uh, back when I first started. 
Uh, together, we've built and renovated over 500 houses. Uh, currently, we have about 50 million in assets with all of our projects and stuff that we got going on. Um, started a YouTube channel a few years ago, and people started hitting us up. Hey, man, we want to learn what you guys are doing. How do you get into real estate? And so we started sharing with people. And about six months ago, we started a coaching program. So now we're actually educating and coaching people how to do this the right way. And we're showing people our blueprint so they can get started doing it as well. How many millions was that? 50. 50 million. <laughs> 50. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and that's your total network? As far as the property is concerned, yeah. It's other avenues as well. Like he has a trucking company mm -hmm. and a trucking school getting developed right now as well. Mm -hmm. And I have outside stuff as well, including entertainment and stuff. And that's not the KPNG and OJ media side either. Yeah. That's just straight real estate. Okay, so let's get into the show that you guys shoot. Mm -hmm. um, how did you guys start with the show? What, what brought the idea? All right. Um, basically, we were riding through one of these hoods in Atlanta, maybe on the west side. And noticed all these abandoned houses and like, man, I'm just sick of seeing this. I don't want to see no more bandos. And that wrong out like, yo, we can really capitalize on that saying because it's it, it needs to be done. Like we need to get rid of all these abandoned homes. And um, what better way to do it than not televise it? And us televising and recording this show, I mean, of course, the premise of the show is to educate people that look like us, or that don't even look like us. Basically, anybody that's around these abandoned properties. Um, the premise is, why trap out the bando when you can trick out the bando? <laughs> it's simple. So <laughs> why trap out the bando when you can trick out the bando? A lot of guys sell dope or whatever they're doing out of these houses and not understand the real value is in the house. Like, it's not, there's no risk in it as far as going to jail the next day. Because once you learn to own real estate, I mean, you can't go wrong. I think... Um the concept behind that is, you know, it's so easy to trap, you know, right. go get a, a pound of brick or whatever you, the case is and sell it. And not understand the real estate, it, it's pretty simple. Like how you guys explained last time, we're just going to get a hard money matter. And all you need is like a 580, 600 credit score. And, right. But, you know, we ain't knowledgeable on that. That's right. Right. We're missing that. And that's what you got to teach. Yeah, we teach that out past the gene in a second, but the reason that most people don't start is because they lack the confidence. Yeah. We instill the confidence in people by educating. Absolutely, man. But there's so many ways you can make money in real estate. And we've done it in all different type of ways. One, from being an agent. Two, from wholesaling properties. Three, from fix and flip properties. Four, from rentals, you know, Airbnbs. And now we're doing developments and new construction. But... You know, like real estate, man, when you when you have the education, you learn the game, it's so much money to be made. Like real estate has always been one of the number one wealth builders, not just in America, but the world, bro. And we don't we lack the education. Like like you say, man, a lot of people, you know, tricking, trapping out the bando and we teaching people how to trick out the bando. It's a lot of people out there making money wholesaling properties. And wholesaling properties, like, it's, it's quick money and fast money if you understand, you know, the comps and the numbers. You're just selling paper. For instance, I can go out and get a house if the numbers make sense, you know, for a certain amount, and you turn around and sell it to somebody else. It's wholesaling. It's just like if you had a 
S500 and you had it for a, a brand new car for, you know, let's say 80 grand, you already know somebody going to get it for a lot more because you got it for a discount. It's like, like anything else, man, but you got to understand those numbers and how they work. And when you understand the numbers and you educate it, you can make a lot of money. Now, you guys just had an event this weekend. Um, and this was basically your coaching, right? As, it's uh, the event that he's referring to is a, a boot camp that we have like quarterly, uh, every four months, if not quarterly. Then um, it's a three-day boot camp with a mix and mingle on a Friday, full-day class Saturday. And on Sunday, it's half a day class and the rest of the day we're in the field actually taking all our students out to properties that we're currently building or have finished renovating or finished building. Um, <clears throat> so that's basically the event. This one, of course, uh, was a huge success. We sold it out um, close to 80 people. I mean, it was a, a huge event. I mean, it's not cheap, but it's not expensive either if you value your time. Yeah, that's the thing, man. We, like, we really want to educate and empower people and it starts with knowledge and a lot of people look at like oh man you know if i'm giving information i'm not gonna be able to make money no like stop thinking so small bro we live in a world of abundance and when we can work together and do something and be on one accord and i have egos that's how you grow you grow through other people and a lot of times you know let's be honest we the last race that want to work together and do stuff together Everybody else is doing it. Like, we got to learn to come together just as people and learn how to work together and grow. Everybody, you can't do it on your own. You need a team to do it. So we just trying to bridge the gap, educate people, man, and show people that there is another way. And we showing them our way and our method on how we did it. So, like, after they get boot camps, are your students, are they able to just go out in the field and do nothing on A lot of them are able to get out and just use, utilize the information that we've given them because we gave them all the, our 10 steps on new construction. Um, we gave them our information on lending and getting the money to do it. But again, a lot of people may need their handheld and that's where the coaching comes into play. We offer four tiers when it comes to coaching. So based on how much help you need, we can help you. We got students right now from the first boot camp in February, the first one this year, that are building houses right now. All 14 students are building houses that absolutely no experience prior to February. And the thing is, man, it's like when you learning something for the first time, even though you just learned that game, let's say football, you still need a coach to help you accelerate. Because like, this is not an easy business to be in. And you need somebody you can call that's been in that situation that's gonna give you the knowledge and help you maneuver out of that situation. Because it's all a learning process. So when you got somebody you can call that's been in that situation, they can help you not make that same mistake. Like our students, they had some problems on one of their properties, and they called me, and I gave them the solution and what they need to do so they can move forward. Because we've already seen everything. And then why do you want to like try to learn everything on your own when you have somebody giving you the play-by-play -play to help you get to point A to point B as fast as possible? We do. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Like all Absolutely. 14 other students, they get to use our subs, yeah. I mean, our subcontractors. So we're holding their hand not only with the education, but also making sure they get the right sub pool to build these homes.
All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before we get any further, this right here is an ad space for the podcast. If you guys have a business, a service, a product, you can either get product placement, you can get an ad in between the podcast, or you can sponsor a show or two or three or sponsor a whole month. Now, if you're interested, go ahead and contact me on Instagram. Send me a DM or I have an email in my bio, which you can reach out to me. Um, if you're interested, I'll send you all the details in which you can become partners because that's basically what it is, you know, because this podcast is blowing up. And before you make a decision or before you try to negotiate my prices, listen, this podcast is blowing up and it's blowing fast. So if you get in right now, six months from now, you're still going to be on here. Two years from now, 10 years from now. This podcast is going to be like the number one podcast in the world. So that's how I'm basing my prices. So if you don't even think that you're even worthy of my prices, don't even contact me. Let's get back to the episode. So we're helping them with the sub. We introduce the lender to them so they get the money through our, you know, resume or whatnot. So they get a better rate by working along with us. Um, it's just like a business in a box per se, especially for someone who, who is working another full-time job. Some may be school teachers. Some may be other professionals, but they decided to jump into real estate because they know this is the fastest, most efficient way to build wealth in America. It's by buying and owning real estate. Actually, go past the uh, Vincent, uh, we had guys that we still had construction teams up there, but I was just Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have younger students? Because when I walked in, it was mostly like, yeah, we have a lot of younger students, but again, this um, this boot camp wasn't really the most inexpensive thing out there right now. But we do so many free events and pop up events, and then of course the YouTube information. So um, the age demographic for this boot camp was all ages, basically. By the time you you stopped through, it was of course early, so it was an older crowd, and then younger people came a little later or whatnot. So um yeah we we all ages when it comes to education. How much how much you for the boot camp? Yeah. This boot camp was between 1495 and 1997. So between 1500 and $2000 for the 3-day that's boot camp. Pretty, that's a good price. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's a good price. Especially if we giving you 3 days of information. I mean 3 days of time and, and information that you can take when you leave and start utilizing today. I would say that's a good investment. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so yeah. You can go out field mm-hmm. right after the boot camp. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the key is it all boils down to the numbers. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're dealing with houses and you're building houses, it, a lot of stuff goes back to the square footage of that home. So, if you're framing a house and the house is 2,000 square feet, you know that labor is between five and eight dollars a square foot. So, it could be in between, you know, 10 and 14,000 for labor. A lot of us don't know what the labor cost is. When you don't know what the going rate for labor is and somebody tells you 25 or 30, then you overpay. Same thing with material. Right now, material is about $20 a square foot. So if you got a $2,000 house, $20 a square foot, you know your lumber is going to be around 40 grand. If somebody, you know, if you see lumber for 60 or 70, then you know it's too much. So you have to understand what the formulas is and what each thing costs. So it positions you to be a better negotiator. If you don't know what stuff costs, then you like likely to, you know, likely to, you know, overpay or get beat out your money. So we're educating people on cost 
and we're educating people on how to manage and go through the process. It's it's slowly coming down. It went up rather fast during the pandemic, but it's slowly creeping on back down to pre-pandemic prices. Yeah. When did he say that? Last week. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, they still up. They coming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But for instance, man, a piece of plywood used to be, you know, eight bucks. It was at one point OSB was like fifty, sixty bucks for one piece of wood, bro. So that's expensive, you know. So it's it's coming down a little bit. You know, it's a supply and demand thing. And a lot of um, the companies had shortages with with workers. Not only workers, then you got, you know, inflation and gas prices. A lot of a lot of stuff contributes to that. And plus the demand was so high with construction. Every industry is, has supply and demand, of course. So it's coming out a little bit because the demand in building has slowed down a little. Now it's it's, it's a recession out here, correct? Yeah. Now um, are you guys selling right now? Or are you guys holding? A little bit of both. Uh, we, we we typically hold more now because we know that we're trying to build wealth and it, and we got um, opportunities to hold now. Yeah. Say, for instance, if we go build a house for $110 a square foot and it's worth $225, $250 a square foot when we're done, we can refinance that house and still own it and walk away with the profit by refinancing it. So sometimes that's that build to rent model. Um, we do that more more so now. If you notice, a lot of these neighborhoods that are getting built are owned by hedge funds, yeah. and they're doing it on a mass scale. We're doing it not, not on a mass scale yet, but we plan to get there. But yeah, it's more uh, that's how we're building wealth basically by holding real estate. You can never really get wealthy by flipping real estate. You have to hold it. You have to hold on to it. You can you can buy some, sell some, but just hold on some. Hold on to some too. It's hard, you know, in the beginning, you know, yeah, you of course. Quick bread. Yeah. 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 You do. You do. I mean, that's that's the thought process. But as in like when I started flipping properties, I'm like, man, I got to get to the bag and make the money. And that was cool. But what I realized that I should have been doing earlier, it's not about how much money I got. I should have leveraged my skills to raise more money to do more deals. Because in this, in, like, we live in a world of abundance, remember? So raising money and using other people's money is how you grow. So leveraging your credit, raising money is really how you grow. And when you can learn to do that, the faster you learn to do that, the faster you can learn to scale your business. Because it's hard to save money sometimes, let's be honest. And when you get it, it go fast. And how do you level up? It ain't going to be about what you got. It's going to be about what you can get access to. And a lot of times you get access through networking with other people that want to get into this industry. What do you guys do? <laughs> spend it. <laughs> spend it on food. <laughs> nah. Um, we saved some, of course. We had the budget. Um, what we've learned by getting older, it was nothing that was taught to us and coming up and in school, is the budget. Learning how to budget your money. Like It's all about financial literacy now. But when we were coming up, it wasn't no financial literacy uh, uh, promoted or marketed towards us. So we had to learn out the hard way. Man, my big thing is 
you have to learn how to leverage your money to make money. If you don't learn how to make money, you know, while you sleep, you're going to work until you die. So you got to put your money in stuff that's going to give you returns. And real estate is the best thing because, one, you're going to beat inflation. Two, you know, not only are you going to beat inflation, that money is going to um, um, it's going to it's going to grow. Like if you have one hundred thousand dollars in the bank 10 years from now, you're not going that that hundred thousand dollars. You actually going to lose money on that money because of inflation. But if you put that same money in a couple houses, a couple assets, even if you leverage debt on it, that money is going to grow. Man, I mean, you you from Atlanta, you know what the West Side used to look like 10 years ago before they had the belt line and developed it. Like imagine having 10 houses 10 years ago in, in, in that part of town or in certain parts of Decatur or Kirkwood. That money's done triple, double, quadruple. So you got to figure out avenues that you can put your money in that your money's going to work for you and pay you or else you're going to be working for money the rest of your life. Man, my, my thing is my, my family, my wife, my wife is expensive, so we travel a lot. Yeah. Man, we went to Paris, um, ran up a tab, but we travel like every month I'm taking a trip. Like next month we out, bro. We LA, New York, uh, Punta Cana, uh, and, and Vegas, all, all in September. <laughs> We got some stuff, man. We're going to try to hit Dubai in um, late October. We got some other trips planned. So my thing is travel, man. My thing is, like, I just want to experience life, bro. And life is beautiful when you can get out, man. We hit, we, we go to Florida, like, every other month. Probably do another trip in Miami maybe in October. But we're going to be out, bro. I think that's a dope way to spend money. One or two things. It's cool enough, but... It ain't leaving like nothing, like no memories. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you just having shit, just mm-hmm. cars, and jewelry, and shit like that. And like yeah. the younger generation, that's all we think about. Like, you know, cars, stunt, right. watch. And they all factor in the insurance yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all that. Right. So when they buying all these whips and stuff, they they're like, "There's more bills you're creating." Yeah. So yeah, he takes a lot of trips. I invest my money, but don't let the jewelry fool you. Jewelry is the eye catcher. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You do. You do. You do. But one. But but one. One thing I will say, man. Like, like, jewelry can be a good investment because it can go up in value. Like my wife bought purses four and five years ago that has doubled and tripled in value. She got a Chanel purse like four years ago that's worth like eight grand now, bro. So like, stuff can go up in value, believe it or not. So you you know you spend your money on what you like. Because life is short, man. So, you know, do what pleases you, bro. I like to travel. My wife likes expensive bags. So do what pleases you. Travel to get bags. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you about the show. So how much did you have to invest in? in this is your money you, you got to invest yeah. in. So how much you guys had to invest to, to start this out your show? So far, we've dumped about maybe 30K in it. Um, of course, we're going to run it up some more. But we have a lot of interest from, you know, networks about picking it up. But we wanted to fund it ourselves, so we own it. Okay. So shoot it uh-huh. and sell it. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we also, speaking of investments, man, 
So I've invested in a weed farm out in Arizona and Oklahoma. Of course, I got the trucking company. Um, we're in the process of opening up a, a, a truck driving school to teach people how to drive truck. And we invest in movies. So we just finished uh, investing in a movie. So movies are just like real estate, bro. You find your, your, you know, your producer and your cameraman and they put the team together. But it's just like digital property. But the thing about a movie is that, you know, you can sell it, you know, get your rights back and resell it and you own it. And with all these streaming prep, uh, platforms, everybody's looking for content right now. So we're always, you know, getting introduced to other things that we invest our money in. You know, as long as it makes sense and we think we can get a return on it, then, you know, I'm, I'm always open for it. Why we? <laughs> because look at this, it's, 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 it's marijuana. Like, because the thing is, I mean, you guys know this, like, states are starting to legalize it. Now you're seeing, you know, more people adapt to the medicine and the benefits of it. So I tried to get in as an early adapter. So... It's weed. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Now, what about the, the Tesla truck? You, you think about that? What's that? Tesla um, truck. Yeah, man. If I get that <laughs> Tesla truck, it's over, bro. Because the hardest thing about running the business is not necessarily, like, the business. It's the people. You got to have good people. And truck driving is one of them things where, man, people get burnt out. It's a hard job. So, yeah, I mean, if they can come out with some type of truck that, that that can self drive, or or take or or take the maintenance off the, they got one, but you know how it is, yeah, man. You really trust it. a truck on the road, but yeah, you could take the you could take the work off the driver. That's the thing, man. That's the thing. Like when you and then allow you to scale, because trucking is cool. Like the broker side is cool, but actually owning the trucks, it's a lot of ups and downs, because trucks go down. If the wheels not turning, you're not making no money. You know, you can have delays, you got traffic, you got accidents, drivers get burned out. It's a lot of turnover. So when you lose a driver, you got to replace that driver, get that truck back rolling. It's a, it's, it's a hard business. So when you can have a truck that can self-drive and take and remove that driver, it makes it easy. Same thing with anything else. When you can remove a person and have something else, like do that job efficiently, you can be more productive and make more money. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. Gas is high. Like, I got some hot shots, and, like, they're parked because it does not make sense to drive them. Because, you know, about time you, you run your truck, wear and tear, you pay the driver, you're looking at barely making a profit or a net loss. See, I'm lucky because we do heavy haul. Like, we do big boy stuff. I'm talking about oversized extended loads. So we, we make pretty good doing that stuff. So we might run one, two loads a month, and we make really good money on that stuff. But it's a specialty-type field, like anything else. Like KP say this all the time. When you can specialize in something, you're going to make more money. It's the reason a brain surgeon makes more than a regular doctor. He got that specialty, and you're going to pay him more. So with trucking, when you got a specialty like heavy haul, man, you're going to make a lot more money, but it's a specialty. Yeah. <laughs> What you said, bro, before we had the little, uh, this club? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, um, 
all different areas. Uh, I invest a lot in club space, but it's not typically a strip club. It's um, clubs back in Florida. I've uh, put money into events as well. I mean, the entertainment space, it's a lot that you can invest in for short-term, quicker returns. But you have to, they have to all be calculated like anything else. I mean, I invest, like, like you said, in jewelry, watches. I'm a big watch freak. Um, anything that I think I can get a return on outside of real estate. Like, of course, we invest in real estate, like properties here and, here and around Atlanta. We're um, also in other states um, buying up real estate and buying up land to develop or either renovate and build. So the money's anything that's a good opportunity, you have to use. It's like traveling down 85 downtown Atlanta. You have to create your own lane at some form, one, one way or another. You can jump in HOV and bypass a lot of that traffic that everybody else is clogging up. Yeah, we basically got, yeah, that's, this, this is part of the highway. Um, uh, one of my artists, cause I used to do artist management. He has a water company coming out, uh, like a spring water coming out and I'm going to invest in that. Um, another partner of mine has a candle shop. It's called Simply Naked Candles. It's over in, um, Conyers. They'll be putting a spot down off Walker Street by Peter Street where you go in and manufacture your own candles like a sip and paint but for candles. So I'm going to invest in that. Like you say, the film industry, I invested money in our first feature film that's getting edited right now. Um, we invested money in the TV show, of course. So it's just any way that we can invest our money legally and see a return, then we're rocking with that. It doesn't have to be a large return, but it has to be some form of return. And education is just not a high enough return, so we're going to have to make some monetary gain on it. So you guys trying to keep less cash possible? Yeah. Yeah, you have to, man. I keep enough to operate, but just having cash idle is I mean, it's not gonna grow. Um I had I I got lucky, bro. So I invested a lot in crypto. I was on a platform called Voyager. Voyager, they just like I guess the the company, they filed bankruptcy, so they basically froze all the accounts. I'm not even I'm upset because I I won but lost at the same time. Wait, hold up. I know the interview is going good. I know it's going great. I know this episode is just fire. But have you checked out the new merch that I got on the website? The link is in the description, man. I know you need one of these finesses only shirts, one of these rich and unemployed shirts. So go ahead and copy some merch as you're watching this episode. See you guys soon. Meaning I invested in like ADA, like Cardano. I got that at like 50 something cents. I sold at like $2 and 80 cents. So I made uh, some racks off of that. Um, I made good money on um, uh, Doge. I sold right below, right before Elon Musk went on Saturday Night Live. That was a good decision. And I made money on Solana. I bought Ethereum at like 1800, sold at 3800. Like I made money. The only one I lost on was VeChain, but at the end of the day, I was still up like 80, 90 grand. So I'm pissed because I took all my money and I put it in the USDC account. And so that's supposed to earn 9% interest a year. So I got lucky because I was about to put another 200 grand in there because I'm like, okay, I can earn 9% interest. But it, it, it sucked because I didn't expect the platform to go under. That's like putting your money in the bank. You think you're going to get 9% interest a year and then 
the bank freezes all your funds because one of their creditors defaulted and filed bankruptcy. You know, so they just opened up actually a couple of days ago where people could take their money out. But I still can't trade that coin to liquidate it. So hopefully, man, there's some type of resolution. So, you know, you know, it's risk of everything. Yeah. You don't need everything. Nah, just need some stuff. Yeah, because it's going to be a lot of stuff, man. You, 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 you know, out of 10 things, you know, you might have one or two that hit. But when they hit, they hit big. Yeah. All the time, bro. Yeah, people, people come to you guys with ideas and, oh, man, I got this, this bright idea, man. Listen, all I need is 50000 yeah. <laughs> Listen, the, the, thing, the, thing, the thing my wife tells me, I don't say no, but I'm learning to say no. Yeah. And one thing that I was thinking about this year is that I can't invest in people that don't invest in themselves. You might have a great idea, but if you're not willing to invest in yourself, I can't invest in you. But the person that's invested in themselves, then I'll take a risk with you. Because if you believe in it and you're passionate about it, you done went to some conferences, like you learn and you educate and you put stuff together, we can win like that. Because the thing about it, you, you, never gonna, you never gonna lose until you quit. But that person that's invested in themselves, they might hit a roadblock and be like, man, okay, I kinda see where I went wrong. Let me try to tweak this and keep moving forward. And that's how it is with any business, man. You, you're going to take some L's. You're going to hit some roadblocks. But you got to tweak that shit and figure it out and keep moving forward. So if, if somebody ain't investing in themselves, bro, I can't rock with you. Don't just bring me some idea that you just saw on YouTube two days ago, but you ain't put no energy into it and you ain't invested in yourself. All right. I'll give you a, a good example of investing in someone, right? We've been doing boot camps and pop-up events, you know, well over a year. We have this one guy that comes to every pop, right? He's flipping in uh, Cincinnati, but he, he lives down here in um, Atlanta. But he comes to every one of our events, our free events, whether they're the pop-up events or networking events, mingles, or whatever. And we see him investing in his time and himself. So we, we gave him a free ticket to the Fix and Flip Boot Camp. Blew his mind. Like, he was so grateful, so thankful because we've seen him, like, six, seven, maybe eight times at our events. Yeah. So the last pop-up we did a couple weeks ago, we, I pulled him to the side, like, bro, you know we got you for the new construction, too. He, he cried. <laughs> like, bro, we understand that if you're going to take out to listen to me and take time out to listen to Gene and I, yeah. tell you what we tell everybody at every event over and over, then we got to look out for you because you're investing in yourself. And we like people that come out to our free events because we know you have to start somewhere. And in order to be successful in real estate, you need three things. But if you get any one of these three things, you can find the other two. The three things are education, one, capital, cash, two, and credit, number three. If you got these three things, then you can go out and start building and flipping right now. But if you focus on any one of them, singularly, then you can find the other two. It's a lot of cash and capital and credit out here right now. So if you don't have any money, get the education. Learn how to do it for real. Follow guys like Gene and myself, because we're gonna give you everything you need to know to get out here and really do it and network with people to, to get the capital and credit. Because if you have a, 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 a deal and don't have the money, but I've seen you and I know you know a deal, 
because you studied on us, bring it to us. We'll go in this deal with you. We'll fund it as long as you manage it. So we, we provide those type of opportunities to people who really want to get into this space because a deal is a deal regardless of who has it. But you got to understand it's a deal before you. You can't bring us something that we already know is, you know, 90% LTV. That means loan-to-value ratio. Nah, we need it closer to 72, 75. So if you bring us a good deal and you don't have the funds right now, you can either sell it to us or we'll provide some type of partnership, JV agreement for you. So it's, you just investing in yourself is free. We 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 more private, yeah, private money. Yeah. yeah, the deal makes sense, man. We'll invest in it, fund it, um, just depend on if it makes sense or not. Because the numbers don't lie. <laughs> what else you got for us, man? <laughs> oh, I, I wore this jacket for a reason. Yeah, it's uh, it's FAMU is where I went to school down in Tallahassee. I'm a rattler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we putting together the HBCU tour. And we're going to hit most of the HBCUs giving out this game yeah. because we know it, it, it was never a platform or opportunity for us to learn this side of real estate. Yeah. All we knew is you can buy and sell a house. We didn't know that you can build a house. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't know that you can go renovate and, and develop a house with, to look, with little or no money down if you got your education, right? Because you can find the capital and cash through Gene and I and other partners. So we're getting out here to these schools to start education, educating and enlightening um, people around these HBCUs about the importance of ownership when it comes to real estate. You got to own some real estate. Like last time we, I was here, we talked about gentrification. Yeah. Gentrification affects mainly renters. Of course, it affects homeowners in the neighborhood that they're gentrifying because taxes and values go up. But if you're renting, and they're turning over this neighborhood, that rent's gonna go up drastically. So you're gonna be forced out. But you can't complain loudly if you aren't trying to own anything. Like you can be mad at yourself or be mad at the situation, but the main thing is to get 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 in a position where you can, you know, not have this happen to you as far as renting. Facts, facts. Yeah, I mean, he's right, bro. Like one with the 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 HBC, like we edu trying to educate more people, man, on really what it is with real estate. Like I said before, when we first started, real estate is like the number one way to build wealth. A lot of ways to make money, but if you look at like everybody on that Forbes list, they all own real estate in some way, shape, fashion, or form. Right. It's all been through real estate, man, and this is a game that you can make a lot of money. And I don't care where you're at in life, bro, you can really start from the bottom, bro. Like when I started real estate, man, I was facing foreclosure. This was in 2008, facing foreclosure. I got my license, behind on my car payment. Like I literally had to park my car like down the street from my job just so I didn't get my car repoed. You know what I'm saying? Putting it in the garage every night. So we started from the bottom. And so we're just trying to share people, share with people our blueprint and show people that it's possible right. if they want to invest in themselves, if they want to go out there and seek the knowledge, they can do it too, bro. It ain't rocket science. Yeah. Educate yourself. Right. It's a lot. And I'm, I know you got another question, but I wanted to pick you back <laughs> off of Gene. People see a lot of entertainers and athletes and wealthy people talking about real estate. 
But sometimes it may come off as, why are you talking to me about this? Because I know you got your money from another avenue. We want to let people know you can start like we did with absolutely nothing. If you get your education up, you can climb that ladder as well. So you don't have to tell jokes. You don't have to play football, basketball, or be a DJ or anything like that to grow in real estate. You just have to get your education up first, and then it'll grow continuously if you keep applying the information that you're learning. All right, so I got an idea. Uh-huh. I think I should do a deal with you guys. Um, we should employ construction teams. <laughs> I, I love a, it. I want to get a property. I want to get my first property. You want to do a flip or you want to build? I need to flip. Quick. And then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. He want to get to it. All right. Get to the bag. Yeah. Get to the bag and get out. And then boom. I okay. And then I can build. Yeah. Um, so I can sell something to like, okay, what's the price of it? What I got? So one, we need to see how much capital you, you want to put in so we can figure out what deal going to make sense for you. But this one. I want you to go through the process. Like we do it both ways. We can fund it, but I want you to go through the process to get the loan. Because when you go through the process and get the loan, you understand more. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we'd be like, man, I want to do it, but I don't really know. You go to the lender, you go to a couple lenders. And even if you're not in position, they'll tell you what you got to work on to get in position. So let's put you with a lender and get you pre-qualified for something and then figure out what you can put in, and then we'll find a deal to match that and then walk you through that. That's how you do it. So it's basically like this. I'll give you a quick example, right? Say if you um, credit, you know, 580, 600, whatever, um, you got 10K cash, you know, one of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And you, you present everything to the lender, and they give you a pre-qual letter for 250 quarter million dollars. So that quarter million, that's just to purchase the house because they're going to finance 90% of the purchase price out of that quarter million, but also 100% of the renovation price. So you don't have to run from a deal that, that you think is going to be 250 plus 100. Because of the education, like people don't know this. Like I'm glad that's why we're here to let everyone know it doesn't take a lot of money to flip a house. It takes more education than money. You got to have the right connections and network in order to do this. And that's why we started what we got as far as the Facebook private groups and everything like that to give this information out. So if you have this deal, well, you got your pre-qual letter for a quarter million. Gene and I find a deal that's, you know, uh, the ARV, which is the A3 pad value. We find a deal that ARV is for 400. And so now we know at 75% LTV, we have to be all in at 300,000. That may be a little bit too, too much for you because you're at 250, but that's something that we can come in and assist you on. But the thing is with this, uh, with your pre-qual letter, we can go buy this house and then factor in the renovation, but it all has to be up under 300,000 all in budget. So if we go buy this house and Gene and I come in and we bring in the extra 50 just to help you out because your pre-qual is for 250. If you find this house for 200, how much money do we need? Do we have left to put into this house? Yeah, exactly. And you bring in ten thousand. That's to get, secure that two fifty. Gene and I bring the other fifty k to secure this in, entire deal. 
So all in at 75% LTV of a 400 ARV house is 300,000. So we'll buy the house for 200, put 100 in it and sell it for 400. And we all walk away happy. Of course, but you, you get but, the lion's share, but. But, but you know what guys are doing now, man? It's like, like I said before, it's not about what you got. It's what it's about what you can get access to. And a lot of times it's about telling people what you're doing. The other thing, too, is like a lot of people underestimate the value of having good credit and establishing business credit. Like out the gate, it's not that hard if you got decent to good credit to get business credit cards. It's still a lot of cards out there. Um that offer 0% interest for the first 12 months. Like, so you can get a car and get money off that car to use as a down payment. That's one thing. People run plays all the time like that. Um, and then with a platform like what you have, man, it's going to be easy to raise money once you get into real estate because people are going to see what you're doing. Like, so it's not about what you got. It's about what you can get access to. And I think that's the one thing I tell people I wish I would have started doing, doing sooner. Because it was hard at first, you know, for me to try to raise the money to kind of get into the deals. It wasn't until I started partnering with people and I learned how to raise money. And when I did that, my business exploded. Like a lot of the stuff that we got now, you know, we can do it with none of our own money because we raise money. When you drive around town, you look at these development houses, these, these, these apartments and stuff, and you think the owners are pulling money out of their pocket to do that stuff. No, they're raising capital to do that. They have a real estate fund. So it's about what you can pool and put together to get to where you want to be faster versus you always having to come out of your pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Have you on as a host? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like that. All right. All right. So, um, in the next five years, what do, you, what do you see yourself? On a beach. I think I said that last time. Mm-hmm. On a on a private beach, not a public beach. Private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, five years from now, of course, owning a hell of a lot more real estate. Yeah. Um, all over the southeast. I don't really want to go up to the warmer, I mean, the colder areas. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep all my real estate in the southeast. I mean, it's cheaper down here. And then, you know, it's year round down here. So, um. Other than owning a lot of real estate down here, of course, still developing. But as far as education, we'll have our own school by then, Building Builders Academy. Um, we'll be education, ed- educating in all 50 states. We'll, of course, online. It's everything that we've already discussed that we're going to do in the next year that is in that five-year plan, like the school, a brick-and-mortar school, not just the online institution. Um Hell of a lot, like I say, more real estate, developing um, neighborhoods again, just just growing primarily in real estate. Of course, we're going to be in this entertainment space, producing movies and TV strip shows, clubs. strip clubs, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you manage it. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's where I want to uh, see it myself in five years. How about yourself? Yeah, that beach sounds good, man, but like, it don't work right now, bro. Like I moved, I actually moved back to Florida in 2015. Thought I was just going to lay low and chill, but um, I just want to do so much more, man. And um, I had somebody tell me a long time ago, and it really resonated with me. 
you don't really become successful until you can teach other people how to become successful. And when you start making money, like when you first trying to make money, it's cool, you're making money. But when you get money, it's like, okay, I got the money. What, what can I do to help other people? Because there's only so much stuff you can do. You know what I'm saying? So now my thing is showing other people like how to get to it and how to do it. My thing is how can I, I make an impact and how can we leave a legacy? A hundred years from now, I want people to look back and be like, man, them dudes show thousands of people how to like make money in real estate. That's why the school is so important to us. That's why educate, education is so important to us. Right now, we're in the process of starting a hedge fund because we're getting a lot of influx of capital uh, come our way. So we're definitely going to be doing bigger deals. Uh, we're negotiating an apartment right now um, in um, Ash, Asheville, North Carolina. So we're getting into the multifamily game. We're getting into bigger development games. So we're just going to continue to grow as big as we can get this thing and try to educate people along the way and just give them the blueprint, man. That's our goal. Well, that's my goal. Our goal. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, man, it was a great interview, man. We got construction king, man. And I think, this was, I think it was a way better interview than last time, too, man. Yeah. Like, it was more fluid. So we definitely going to link up and um, yeah. get this flip on the way. So. Yeah, tomorrow you you uh, just reach out to me. We'll get yeah. you in touch with the lender so you can get that pre-qual letter and we'll go from there. Man, you got to tell them about me, man. Like when when he say he's serious, his phone be ringing at seven o'clock in the morning. Hey, bro, email him, texting him. We we put you to it, man. We 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 pull cards. Yeah, if you telling us you ready and you we gonna get you on it. Yeah, gonna put you right on it. Find something. Um, we work with a lot of uh, entertainers. Um, a lot, some of them in front of the camera, some of them behind the camera. But either way, if you tell us you want to get in this space for real, we're going to give you everything you need to get into this space. And if you have no money, we still going to do that education-wise, help you get into this space by telling you everything you need. Yep. Thanks. Here we have it, man. Listen, if you haven't, like, subscribe. And until next time, it's been the Rich Hunter Club Podcast. You got to get some magic water. And we out.